This is not a drill. The heat is on. We are under the climate change gun, folks. These are tough times. Welcome to Tough Times with Lou Young. Listen to this here. You hear that? Yeah. That's uh, Talking Heads, Life During Wartime, because this, as I said at the top, is not a drill. It's actually happening. Where to begin? Huh? Where to begin? Sudden floods all through the Hudson Valley and, uh, and devastating. I mean, it's just a matter of luck if you weren't victimized by these floods. Um, months worth of rain in a couple of hours. Uh, we've got tornadoes, lots of them, in Chicago. Tornadoes in Chicago. The highest temperatures ever recorded, 130 degrees, Death Valley, California. Over 62 degrees planet-wide average. The cores from the Arctic glaciers and, um, and uh, the earth that the uh, archaeologists have taken tell us these are the highest temperatures, the highest global temperatures in a hundred thousand years. Something's happening. Is it the tipping point? And is it only a matter of time? Because if you're not a victim yet, be patient. You're online. Okay? Let's, uh, let's, let's say goodbye to the talking heads now. Goodbye, guys. All right. This ain't no party. This ain't no disco. But it is Chris Ekus, who is the um, assemblyman for the 99th District in Orange County, which... Uh, Got a little rain recently. Uh, Assemblyman, how are you today? I'm very good, thank you. Very good. Um, well, how do you grab my assessment there? Am I being too uh, too grim, or uh, am I on the money? Not at all. I'm standing right now in Highland Falls, New York, devastated, devastated by that unusual storm. Uh, unusual because we weren't prepared for it. We weren't expecting it. No. And it absolutely decimated my district as it may be right from stony point through up uh fort montgomery highland falls cornwall on hudson cornwall Mm -hmm. just i i'm i'm standing here and still looking at the the devastation that was caused and this is what i'd like to tell your folks that this town and all of the others that i just mentioned are shaking with fear because Mm -hmm. tomorrow we have another Mm-hmm. Event coming in, and mm-hmm. and they just don't know what to do at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, and Highland Falls didn't do anything wrong. They didn't uh, uh, fail to plan for um, this. Uh, what used to be an unusual event, but the truth is, these events are no longer unusual, are they? Mm-hmm. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, uh, you know, they call this like a one in five hundred year uh, type <laughs> yeah, of storm. Yeah, yeah right. And um, they're even worried about tomorrow. Yeah. It occurring again within a week, uh, and and it's just uh, it, it's amazing, and I, I feel so much for these people. That's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm here every day. I go to visit all of my um, municipalities to see if there's anything right away that we can supply them with that will help them become more resilient. So uh, the um, answer, uh, obviously, you got to clean up what's happened. But it's it's like whack-a-mole. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got what thirty-five million dollars worth of damage in that little town of Highland Falls, right? Is that uh, that's what I read? Least. Yeah. yeah, at least. Yep. Okay, so you know, years of work, and and while you're still fixing that, 
um, um, I'm going to suggest that there's a strong possibility that one or more other communities in your district are going to need help like that because these are happening a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's not just like uh, it happens once and, and a couple of years later it happens again. Mm-hmm. It's a couple of weeks couple of they, weeks they, since uh, uh, um, we had previous floods uh, uh, and now we're having it again and it's just Russian roulette depends mm-hmm. on where it decides to uh, to fall am mm-hmm. I correct yes and and uh, a couple of things you brought up there first is that I'm insisting with New York State that we do not build back we build better mm-hmm. we build much more resilience mm-hmm. we build uh, you know bridges and roads and and culverts and so on like that to expect this type of occurrence in the future and every one of my municipalities needs needs me and and needs the help that we can supply to them all of them do and I got to tell you that the one frustrating thing is unfortunately the insurance companies they, they're just very very frustrating oh, okay um, yeah the um, uh, it is um, yeah well, the insurance company. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, George Potanovic is here with me. I, I, I'm, I've been jabbering away. I just jumped right into the show. Didn't t- say that George was here with me. Welcome back, George. I'm very happy to be back. Thank uh, you, Lou. He's our resident activist, uh, Chris, so keep an eye on him. He, he's liable to, to launch into a demonstration uh, at any at moment. At any moment. Any yeah. moment. And uh, Will Hennessy's here as well. Good afternoon. And he is our uh, uh, the, the conscience of the younger generation who is here because... Uh, uh, <laughs> George and I aren't young anymore. They need a conscience. <laughs> anyway, yeah, George, well, it, it, tell me what the the, the, the insurance situation. F- fill us in and, and talk to the assemblyman about it a little bit. Yeah, uh, hi, assemblyman Eckes. Um, you hi. know, um, I know that you had uh, a representative from the state to come down and, and meet with uh, some of the people in Highland Falls. At Stony Point also did, I, I know. And uh, That's correct. Yeah, and I was doing some reading that people were a little frustrated by the fact that there was only one representative there and there was like 20 people that wanted to speak with them. So it's not easy for the state to I mean they reacted quickly but it's uh, it, they need obviously the time to uh, to plan ahead and it's a cost it's you know it's an environmental issue obviously with the damage that's been done but also it's a significant cost I mean your, your uh, mayor in, in Highland Falls was uh, Joe Donofrio was talking about 35 million dollars for a water system roads and infrastructure that's probably not including the personal property losses I'm assuming too you know? exactly yeah. exactly so we're talking about significant and you're mentioning the uh, the insurance uh, I mean we, we, Lou and I were speaking earlier about how Florida was, you know, um, having a problem with insurance companies pulling oh, out of the Lord, state. Florida. I mean, because they it. don't want to insure because they feel some of these properties are not insurable. I mean, we're not at that point yet, I think, in the Hudson Valley, but certainly waterfront properties could be next in line for something like that as well. I'll give you a well, couple. Well, oh, go, go ahead. Well, go, go. L- let me jump in here, George. Yeah. We have houses on the side of mountains, and I mean yes. sides of yeah. mountains. Yes. Who in the, their mind, right mind, would think that they'd need flood insurance right. to be covered by an event like this? But this is what the insurance companies are doing. Right. They're backing out by saying this is a flood. Right. And they have their whole technical definition of a flood, right. and they're denying these people after years of paying their premiums, yeah. being good folks. Yes. They're denying them, you know, what is duly theirs. Yes. I, I was talking with an insurance uh, person. He wasn't actually a broker, but worked for an insurance company. And he said, Chris, you don't understand. Those of us that work for the insurance companies, we're taught how to take money, not how to give it. Yeah. 
not pay not pay uh, pay uh, claims, uh, take premiums, not not not, uh, not pay claims. Because yeah. listen, exactly. fo- folks, it's a business, yeah. and it's just like when you see the actuarial scales and you buy life insurance, even, mm-hmm. and you buy life insurance and you figure that's a done deal. But guess what? If there is a a a, a cataclysm where millions of people die. You're not going to collect that yeah. life insurance because yeah. that's the rider in there. If that too many people, yeah. I mean, in other words, it has to fit the actuarial yeah. tables you, for yeah. it to work. But you you read your insurance and it all sounds great until you read all the exceptions, and then they make a million exceptions that almost prevent you from making a claim. I think that's what we're talking about. Now we're not suggesting people don't need insurance. No, but, but I'm just saying no. that, that it's not it's not a. But the, a, but the insurance company protects themselves by putting in a bunch of exceptions to paying you because they say the water was receding, it wasn't advancing, or something, or some kind of a crazy. Thing like you said, it was it was flood insurance, and you're on the side of a hill. You didn't have flood insurance. Right. Um, yeah, I know, and it leaves people stuck financially. I mean, you know, we're talking about significant costs here. Um, right. Eight four five four two nine seventeen hundred. If you want to call and talk to the assemblyman or us or anybody about what's happened here, about whether you were victimized, whether you're worried about becoming victimized by climate change, uh, flooding, and uh, and extreme weather events, and uh, what should we do? to um, mitigate the impact and perhaps um, uh, prepare for uh, the uh, consequences of uh, this happening. Yeah. Yeah, and we're trying to get the folks their money. Uh, as I'm sure you're well aware, we're waiting for a declaration of emergency, uh, the governor requesting the federal government yes. to declare that so that we be, can get FEMA funds. Yeah. But for these people, I'm here. I, I'm going door to door. These yeah. people need the money now. Yeah. And that's why I was hoping that the insurance companies would at least you know, come through with some money. Uh, we have roofs torn off. We have yeah, yeah. Uh, houses that have been uh, literally just blown off of their foundation. Yeah. You know we had a fatality down here. Yes. Um, it, it's just it's it's just something else. And uh, yeah, you know we read about it happening in Florida, as Lou mentioned, and so on like that. Well, now it's here. You know, yeah. and we have to we have to deal with it differently. Just so. things that were almost unimaginable. You know, my wife and I went to uh, West Point for the fireworks on that prior uh, Tuesday, right, July fourth. And uh, we drove right down that road, and there was a photograph that was put out on social media showing that road completely full of water, covering the cars, and a waterfall flowing over the edge of the wall. I mean, it was amazing to see the same place we had been, and we drove right through Highland Falls, of course, to get there. Um, Just a totally different idea, and you didn't expect that to happen at West Point, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, one of the heartbreaking things for me is uh, because they're they're working right now to make everybody and be sure everybody is accessible, mm-hmm. and uh, th- you know that's yeah. important. So fire departments, ambulance yeah. corps, police can get to their residences. Um, yes. uh, that's not one hundred percent, and nor is it going to be one hundred percent for a while, because in many of these communities, uh, Stony Point here and so on like that, mm-hmm. they have private roads, yes. and unfortunately, the municipalities due to liability cannot go and help out on those private roads mm-hmm. and so those folks need to be sure if you live on a private road that you know you have the capabilities to repair the road if necessary and so on like that because i have a number of folks that yeah. unfortunately are caught in that spot yeah um, and, you know, at some point uh, it appears attractive to kind of go off the grid and be on your own and not be uh, beholden to the uh uh, the local um, uh, governments, but uh, you know, when when right. you need help, that's what you need. 
Yeah. So right. we're dealing with a disaster, um, uh, Chris. Um, but it's. But what do you think is where should we be putting our efforts going forward to actually? I mean, where do we begin to remediate these these problems so we don't end up with the severity of a problem in the future? Where do we begin that kind of process in terms of what land use or, or uh, how we how we think about developing? Like you're saying, developing smarter. Um, you know, you were talking about uh, build back better. You know, yep. <laughs> what, what do you mean by build back better? Then? Th- what kind of well, things? I, th- I think that phrase has been ruined, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no, you're not it building. Has been, but I'm standing here in Highland Falls, as I mentioned yeah. a couple of times already. And let me tell you, I mean, that's what they need. That's right. what they need. Not to replace what's here. No. But but to go beyond, you know, and make right. sure that. So on. Uh, but to make sure that the, the uh, culverts are large enough yes. to uh, handle. Yeah. Yeah, this sort of thing that yeah. bridges. I mean, there was a uh, private parking lot, uh, I'm sorry, public parking lot yeah. here in Highland Falls, and the cars were just washed up against the guardrail because yeah. the, the water was flowing over everything. Yeah, wow. yeah. That's Place it. else to go and was headed to the Hudson River. Listen, Assemblyman, so, we've got uh, um, uh, somebody you might know, uh, Supervisor George Homan from Clarkstown on the line, uh, uh, who is, um, you know, uh, a... a a guy who understands climate change and uh, has uh, done his bit, I believe, to get his community ready for these changes coming. Uh, uh, good morning, Supervisor. How are you? Hey, good afternoon, Lou. Good talking to you. Oh, good uh, afternoon. <laughs> did I say good morning? Yes, yes you did. Yes. Good to hear the um, Seminoneikas. He's doing a great job up there as well. Okay, so so let's uh, let uh, let me let me uh, uh, ask both you gentlemen. I mean. Um, uh, um, uh, Chris, you saw the um, uh, the damage from the people that, that were impacted. Um, yes. George, you must have watched this and had two reactions. One, oh, oh my Lord, how awful, and we just dodged a bullet uh, in, in our jurisdiction. I mean, uh, so what lessons did you learn from this um, uh, event or series of events? Um, the, uh, and I'll just say my lesson as a public official uh, on the other side of the river is that um, we're not safe. We're just playing Russian roulette every every morning. Well, you know, I, 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 Lou, I would, I would agree. There's a lot that we've done in the town, and I'm happy to talk a little bit about that. I mean, we've made some legislative changes where for development, you know, under under Seeker, you can do things like... Um, and you know, Seeker is an environmental... Uh, li- li- right, right. Right. So under Seeker, whenever you you know uh, you you can't have any additional net runoff. Right. Um, so in our town, we adopted a code that actually required with any new development and redevelopment, because that's the thing that we're going to be facing in the mm-hmm. suburbs. Mm-hmm. You know, going forward is redevelopment of properties. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know um, that's that's really the movement of this way, uh, because a lot of the land is already built out. Ma- but, so we did a we did a ten percent net reduction in runoff. Yes. So you know. We've done things like that, and, and, and mm-hmm. we've done a lot of resiliency projects which I'm happy to talk about. But, you know, that all being said, look, had that cell been over my town, you'd be talking to me, and we wouldn't be talking about Highland Falls. Yeah. You know, we got three inches of rain in the same time that they got eight inches of rain yep. in Stony Point and North. And, and I'll bet you got some, some street flooding a little bit. We, yeah, but we did, but not. You know, and stuff. I was actually surprised. Yeah, I, I, I was really surprised at how little we actually got, yeah. even in the typical areas. Now, I'll give ourselves a little bit of a pat on the back. I mean, when I took office as supervisor eight years ago, we were only paving about eight miles worth of roads. Whenever you pave a road, you, 
you know, you, you fix all the catch basins and you do a lot of work mm-hmm. there. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have 300 miles worth of roads in my, you know, in, in my town that the town is responsible for. Mm-hmm. And we've done, we've done two thirds of those roads since I've been supervisor, yeah. which is an incredibly large number. So we've done a lot of infrastructure work. We fixed a lot of, you know, a lot of problems that were there. So on our town roads, we were in pretty good shape. And even on the roads that historically flood, you know, the areas that historically flood, like some of the state highways, we, we got some ponding. That was about it. So we were very lucky. But had that mm-hmm. storm, you know, sell, you know, that heavy line, it literally came across New Jersey, mm-hmm. you know, and up, up through Stony Point, up into Orange County. Had that line, you know, been down just seven miles, um, I'm certain different that we, story. We would yeah. have, it would have been an entirely different story. So yeah. it's a very... You know, three inches of rain in, in six hours is a lot of rain. Uh, so, Chris, how, uh, how Stony, I, Point, Stony yeah. Point got eight inches of rain in the day, and that's two months' worth of rain, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's two months of what right. would be normal rainfall. Now, how about that idea, uh, uh, Assemblyman, uh, the, um, the idea that not just um, uh, reduce the runoff, which is, uh, which is what the earmark, what the uh, the um, uh, yardstick has been up to point but you've got to reduce it you have to in other words you couldn't you can build something on on a on a location but it must give off it must retain water and give off less water than it would have um, if if the previous thing was there or even if there were nothing there is that a reasonable f- um, uh, development uh, it, it uh, is it idea is to certainly pursue? It- yeah, and I, I understand what you're saying. And I think, and it's unfortunate, having gone through a circumstance like this, that some of the local municipalities now will b- believe a little more in what we call rain gardens. Yeah. You know, areas that will allow the, the rain to, to be absorbed. Yeah. yeah, and so on like that. And and take any municipal That's right. areas and, and create these types of things. Use uh, pervious... Uh, pavement to yes. allow the the rain to go through where we have all of our roads and so on like that. Now, pavement, you know, yes. Yeah. Now, we don't normally think of doing those things. They are expensive. They're not cheap. We get it. But now, before Clarkstown or any other town has to go through this, let's convince New York State to support these types of things. Yeah, because it's expensive to, to, to deal with the alternative <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. of the damage. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, p- people sort of had those ability to to do those kind of permeable, impermeable, sur- or more permeable surfaces, but uh, it seems like they didn't really take it seriously. I think maybe we're at a point now where we have to start taking it much more seriously. True, but you know, I, also, I would, guys, I would. I'm sorry, Chris. I, just, I would liken this to like Energy Star and Lead Standards, yeah. right? You know. Energy Star means um, what? Energy Star and Lead Ener- Standards. Okay. Lead LED. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so basically. We, we've added that as a requirement with, mm-hmm. with, you know, to Energy Star. Now, when we did it a number of years ago, early on in my time as supervisor, uh, you know, we had some people, some of the developers in particular, complaining. But literally, it's, it's not that hard to meet Energy Star, you know, uh, at this point. And it, it conserves energy, and, and it also helps with, with better buildings that are being built, uh, being built. So, you know, I think there's some reluctance, you know, initially, but... Again, it, it, it just becomes a cost of doing business, and if you don't do it, you know, you're going to end up with additional infrastructure problems, and you're going to end up with situations like they're dealing with in, in, in Highland Falls, you know, and throughout Chris's district. So I, I, I think that it's, it's a bit of an education, but, mm-hmm. you know, you'd rather pay now than, yeah. than 
have to pay three times as much later <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, pay to prevent it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the, the other the other irony, or the I just the fact of life that we have to deal with with this is that um, if you do everything right and it happens anyway, you're only going to mitigate the impact, and people are going to say, "Look, you spent all that money, and it happened anyway. Mm-hmm. It happened. There was a flood." Uh, and the difference between a 21-foot flood, like they had in Montpelier uh, right. um, uh, uh, just last week, mm-hmm. and uh, and a um, what 17-foot flood, it may not seem much at that point, like much at that point. But at some point out on on the fringes, there are people who didn't get flooded at all, who didn't meet the water, people who got flooded less. In other words, mitigating um, these floodwaters uh, is almost invisible. Uh, and like good government is almost invisible. Yeah, when it works well, you don't see it. So, so it's 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 a hard sell. So these things are kind of, um, uh, I guess, I don't want to say useful demonstrations, uh, um, uh, but uh, will people, you know, hear it because it's ha- it's happened in such it's a dramatic way? What do you think, George? What do you think, Chris? Yeah. Yeah, well, hard. we're dealing well, with the human spirit here, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, you know, uh, I taught, as you well know, for 40 years, and I never assumed that uh, my students learned what I was teaching them the first time through. And so, unfortunately, sometimes you have to have numerous events occur mm-hmm. to have the people have faith. In, in their public officials. I know Clark Sound is as well prepared as they could be right now. I mean, you, you're stuck between raising taxes a tremendous amount and, and kind of doing the right thing. So stuck it's between not a rock and easy. a hard place. <laughs> yep, you got it. You got it. Uh, so. yeah, I, 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 I would agree, Chris, to the extent that I think the people that have lived through this, they won't forget that lesson with no. their house being you know flooded out and destroyed. I, um, I liken it to uh, Klein Avenue in West Nyack. Um, so Klein Avenue is an area that um, uh, there was a, a levee and, and, a, and a, uh, uh, a man-made lake that was created in the 1970s to help with flood control in that area, and it floods all the time. It flooded all the time, and um, you know as, as time went as time went on. And uh, five seven years ago, when I first came on as supervisor, we went through. We we sought some grants. We got a we got $5 million from the former Congressman Nita Lowy, and we did a big flood mitigation project, cost us about $7 million. Um, and uh, so the town invested some of our money into it, but we got about $5 million from the feds. And we raised the, the levee by four feet. Um, we did we did a whole bunch of stuff with some channel improvements, and, and we extended the levee, you know, about 1,400 feet. And so it was gratifying to see, you know, the project finished up over two years ago, that in all the terrible flooding that we had last uh, last year, uh, last summer, um, where the New York State Thruway was closed and other areas were flooded and closed, you know, Thruway never closed. Um, it's right adjacent to where this neighborhood, neighborhood is, and it, the Thruway was entirely closed because of flooding down in West Nyack. This neighborhood didn't flood. And I can tell you, uh, the people in that neighborhood, uh, we were, they were also able to change the flood designation now because uh, we've got the maps uh, amended because the levee's been greatly improved and we've got additional culverts and what have you down there and so it was a lesson learned and the people in that neighborhood are all breathing a sigh of relief mm-hmm. because you know now they're paying less in flood insurance and the government did something to help them and they're protected but the problem with that is is now that's 40 years for the town you know to 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 get it done mm-hmm. and there are plenty of areas that 
we're going to need to do stuff with. If the money's not there, and the will might not be there. We had another flood project in another part of the town, and um, we were we were going to undertake it. And I got some pushback from the residents because we were cutting down trees. And this is an area like, you know, the people. A lot of the people that were complaining were new to the neighborhood, and they weren't there for some of the bad floods that had taken place. And they were like, "Why are you coming in? You're going to have to cut down these trees to 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 fix the channel of the stream." Now we we finished that project, but we got some real blowback initially. Oh. And I'll tell you, it hasn't flooded since we did that project. But I think if you live through it, the people that actually live through it, they learn the lessons. Mm -hmm. And the ones that don't live through it, uh, even in an affected area, um, unfortunately, they don't always get on board. Uh, you, and you you know, George, you always get blowback. I mean, <laughs> it, it, there's no no one thing you can do that everybody's going to say oh great idea let's all do it i mean some, there's always somebody who doesn't like it what's that song um <laughs> do we still have that groucho mark song around that uh, i'm against one? it yeah whatever <laughs> I, what, you ever heard that whatever it yeah, is yeah. i'm against yeah. it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah we got it yeah yeah but sometimes it's hard to prove you prevented something from happening i mean george gave a couple of examples yeah. of specific projects but People think, oh, well, you spent all this money, you know, and still got some kind of flooding, but we prevented it from being a lot worse, you know. So yeah, I guess it's where you're going to put your focus, I yeah, guess, going yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prove it. <laughs> Prove yeah, it. I'm against it. That's I'm it. against it. <laughs> you're spending my money on whatever. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is uh, this is something. Let, let, let's, you know, let's take a deep breath here. Right. May we? May we do that? You see, you, you, you're good to stay with us, George. you got to run. Uh, I'm good for, like, another... 10 to 10 to 15 minutes probably. okay all right and 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 how, how about you assemblyman yeah as long as i have cell service down here i'm fine <laughs> all right well, that's... you know it, it, you could take a breath on this one talking about individuals fighting something right. there's awful cell service here in the village of highland falls and the uh, town of highlands because they don't have a cell tower and one individual has continually taken this municipality to court and sued them about putting up a cell tower. Uh, and I will and, give you this example. I'll give you this example. Yeah. In the middle of this raging storm, we had a couple that were separated, both in the town of uh, Fort Montgomery. And the woman could not reach her husband through a typical, she had a call Brooklyn, her son in Brooklyn, who had a call the next door neighbor to where the husband was to get in touch with the husband and find out if he's okay. That, that's just dangerous stuff, but people continue to fight it. And, and I'll tell you, the other thing I've noticed from my years in covering disasters, um, when, the, when uh, if you, do you have federal first responders there, FEMA, any of those folks? Yes. So, oh. Well, uh, we, not yet, not yet. Okay. Uh, when they show, we have to get the declaration. When they show up, uh, they take over the cell phone service. So, mm -hmm. so I mean, they have, they have, they, you, and you know about those special government uh, cell phones that, ha that take priority over, over other right. things for, for emergencies. And, um, you know, you can get great, have great service. I was on the beach at, at Biloxi after Katrina, and uh, we'd have great service all night. We'd be setting things up, and uh, as soon as 9 a.m. rolled around, nothing was working because they were, they were coordinating all their stuff using a cell phone service, wow. you know? Mm. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, I would I would agree with Chris with the with the cell towers all the time. But the problem is that's that's the mode of communication mm -hmm. right right now. I mean, whatever the the you know the small distributed antenna systems, which become you know a bit of an eyesore in a local neighborhood because it literally becomes like a a two foot by four foot box that you you know usually gets mounted on a 
mm-hmm. on a telephone pole and then it has small antennas that go out like in a in a radius up to half a mile around and so you have those that that, that are helping in some areas but but the bigger bigger issue is you know with the use of data mm-hmm. uh, everybody gaming and, and watching mm-hmm. streaming movies all the mm-hmm. time we just need more and bandwidth nobody wants them yeah. but we need them and, okay. and it's and it's it is a safety issue i think you can't could... go up and down the I think he's dropping you know, out. He, he, you're doing that on purpose, think, right? You're just stopping talking to pretend that you're dropping out so you can. Says Parkway with, with, without it without it dropping out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so listen. Let's let's take a quick breath here because I wanna I wanna I wanna underline the point that the heat is on.
Glenn Fry, the heat is on from the movie 48 Hours. I I just learned something. Hey, guys. Did, nope, did, wrong movie. You, what? Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> oh, man, I'm wrong about that, too. Uh, uh, I, had, I had two simultaneous brain farts. How about that? Did you? Who did you th- think? Did, did you know that Glenn Frey uh, did that song, George? Yes, I did. He, I, I was a big fan of Glenn Frey. And yeah, I, and, uh, and, and I knew it wasn't Forty Eight Hours as well. Okay. <laughs> I listened, well, I you can scream me out about Beverly a couple Hills other things too. One, one or two. I, I, I didn't know if it was Beverly Hills Cop one or two. Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, it was the first. The first one. I. You know, I've even got the vinyl. Soundtrack at home somewhere. Wow! And and I, th- I I just it just turned into forty eight. But I don't have my brain isn't right. Senior moments. My brain isn't right. <laughs> and anyway, I, for years I thought that was uh, Kenny Loggins. Mm. Uh, not. Yeah, yeah, they sound, <laughs> sound similar. They sound similar. Yes. How about you, Chris? Are you uh, you go did this is in your wavelength at all? Are you are you too young for this or what? You don't uh... too young. Yeah. Don't I wish I was too young for this? All right. Did you see the movie Beverly Hills Cop? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, in the movies, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what I saw? I saw um, uh, Mission Impossible. The, the new Mission Impossible. Mm. Yeah. Oh man, it was good. Yeah. Yes, I mean it's, the, the plot's of course crazy, but but the the one amazing set piece stunt thing after another, it's just like um, uh, eye poppingly amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. You got to see it on a big screen. It's Tom yeah. Cruise for you. Yeah, you know, you know, it's it, it's interesting, Lou, as you're talking talking about movies. It's you know, I watched uh, Midnight Run uh, with Robert um, uh, Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin. Very funny yeah. movie. Yeah, it's good. From like the, the the late 1980s, and to think it's only you know 30 plus years ago, but um, um, just to see how many how much has changed. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's you know the era before cell phones. Mm-hmm. You can smoke on planes. It mm-hmm. was just, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> smoke telephones. You know, very, telephones with cords on them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, very, 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 very funny to see how different things are. And now, you know, and now sometimes you see a spy movie, and and half the movie is is about doing stuff on a cell phone. I mean, it's just you know you're finding out who he called, and go go find the guy, Dick trace Tracy the cell knew. phone, Dick Tracy knew, you know. So uh, yeah. all right, let's. Uh, so speaking of the future we're living in, this uh, this uh, uh, science fiction movie. What science fiction movie do you think we're living in, guys? I mean, uh, uh, George, what do you th- what do you think? I mean, we're this is the, this is the future. Remember, uh, uh, twenty years ago, they were telling us what the future was like. What what future are we living in? Hmm. Yeah, it's it's um, you know, in some ways, with the weather, it's pre apocalyptic. Hmm. Um, you know, so I wouldn't know what what title to to ascribe to it. I mean, I think that there's still a chance for us to do some things. Yeah, mm. you know, yeah. to kind of to kind of smarten smarten up, but. Uh, you know, I, I think that um, I'm I'm still relatively hopeful, though. I do think that mm-hmm. people are making efforts, and, yeah. and you can be successful with some of the things that you're doing. But just these weather events, they, they're so calamitous, mm-hmm. and they're so more frequent. Uh, I don't want to say we're in an apocalyptic science, sci-fi movie, but um, we're not that far off. <laughs> I, I just hope it's not Soylent Green. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know... Who knows how we we taste? Um, so you know. Anyway, uh, so that, that that's an inside joke for people who uh, mm-hmm. who uh, who know that. So that, let's let's talk now about the real um, the real uh, applications we can take to, to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Um, how about uh, changing building codes that allows people to uh, raise and that's R A I S E and not R A Z E to mm-hmm. to lift their homes. Um, 
uh, a full story mm-hmm. uh, and give them a, a nice big tax break. Would would that be something that we could uh, that, that we could do to to do this? Mm. Silence. Yeah. yeah no, <laughs> I, 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 um, well, I'm, I'm trying to see if Chris wanted to jump in first. But, yeah. Uh, no, I, I think that would listen. I think that we have to look at all different types of uh, options and incentives. Possibilities. Yeah. Yes, a- a- absolutely. In fact, the other thing is, you know, one of the things we've done is uh, transfer development rights. We didn't have it within our code, mm-hmm. and so in, in order to try and preserve some property, particularly in our TOD zone that we just created around the train station in in Nanuet, um, mm-hmm. we just amended the code to allow for the transfer development rights. So if you own property you know, in different parts of the TOD zone will allow some massing and even some density bonuses if you build to lead standards because it's gonna it's gonna preserve property in other parts of in other parts of the area. So I think you gotta be creative on all these things. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and, and we, you know the, the, the higher building codes, changing reducing, you know, the you know, net runoff and um, and allowing transfer development rights. And then the problem you're talking about raising a house a full story well then you're getting into heights building heights which you know in the suburbs people hate that but i would be in favor of that particularly in areas where you know they're more prone to flood Flood, yeah and 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 maybe you know because i'm thinking you know it's been proposed in 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 my uh where where i over in mamarnock where i am and you know we've had our problem with flooding over there and uh or it's about to be proposed changing the code to allow for a uh, the uh, uh, raising or the lifting of homes uh, in the flood zone, but I'm thinking, and what I will say, because I, you know, I'm ele- elected and I get my two cents. Uh, um, does it make sense to even to talk about the flood zone anymore? Because as demonstrated by these recent rains, the flood can come anywhere. The flood zone mm-hmm. can be on the side of a mountain. Right. I mean, the flood. I mean, so just let people do it. I'm sorry if you don't like buildings that are off the ground, but you know, the ground gets wet too much now mm-hmm. uh is that is that is that something that, that 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 that's too much for us to grasp do you think at this point well well lou you're you're asking a terribly terribly difficult question and certainly if uh, there was a answer i think we would have come up with it and mm-hmm. i'm going with what supervisor said and that is that we have to do many many things yeah. uh, flood zones are very important they're very, yeah, very yeah. important. And um, as a matter of fact, I had a, uh, uh, a sister, a close relative, who owned uh, a house in a flood zone down uh, in New Jersey. And what New Jersey did is they started a program of buying the houses up in the flood zone and then never allowing development in those particular areas. And that's um, a, you know, yeah, that's a way to do it. I mean, the, here's the other problem we have is that our flood zone is where all virtually all our affordable housing is the flood zone is where most of our um uh poorer people or 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 middle class you know the 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 less affluent live so if you're uh, you know the people who say well just you know bulldoze you know what are they saying they're saying well you're exactly right you're exactly right uh up to last saturday and uh, actually almost sunday afternoon obviously with this event the most uh, prominent issue throughout New York State is affordable housing. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it definitely is a problem that we have. But this is something that has to be included in the, the, the whole idea, the massive idea of how do we deal with these catastrophes, 
how do we make people safe? And it shouldn't be by necessarily just by how much money they earn and so on like that. Yeah, yeah. We have to take it all into consideration. Um, interesting, uh, again, the supervisor's talking about, you know, in the DOT area in his town and uh, all. And that, of course, is kind of... Uh, I don't know if he knew it, but he was referring to the governor's plan, which we absolutely didn't like at all because she was giving a one, one, uh, one size, size fits, fits all, yeah, everything, and uh, you know, so it's all a huge, and that's why it's such a big question. It's not just housing. It's not uh, you know catastrophes like this. It's not economics. It's all of those things put together. Okay, just on that point, we, we brought it up, and he and he called uh, on the uh, line now. The uh, mayor of Mamaroneck, uh, my. Uh, colleague uh tom murphy mr mayor how are you today hi Lou. thanks for having me on all right uh um, so we're talking about um the 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 first of all the observation that uh george holman is with us uh he's the uh, supervisor of, of clarkstown as you know uh and hi, um and and so he is is sort of in the same position as you and and our village manager are in in that we didn't get uh victimized by the by the extreme weather this time but we could have, so we're 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 understanding that we dodged a bullet. Uh, but what do we do? And and I see this morning that you've got some proposals out. Um, why don't you give them, give me your reaction to this and tell me what what you think and we we should do because the heat is on. This is not a drill. This is life during wartime. Climate change is here. Uh, take it away. Yeah, I am. Uh, I think. You're exactly right. We we dodged a bullet. We dodged a serious bullet. And it was just you know the uh, weather pattern uh, favored us this time, and it didn't favor us uh, September first, twenty twenty one. And I feel really bad for those communities that got clobbered. Uh, I have friends who live in them, and uh, I'm sorry for the supervisor for his town uh, got uh, severely damaged. Um, you know, one of the things that we talked about that I proposed that's going to be on the agenda in a couple of weeks, actually next month, is uh, you know, looking at the feasibility of allowing people in the flood zone to raise their homes. We were just you know, talking uh, about without, that, yep. Yeah, with, with, without uh, you know, the, the zoning height requirement mm-hmm. uh, constraining them. So, you know, we're, we're looking at that, uh, but, you know, that, that it's not necessarily a, an easy deal either. No, because I raise the issue too, Tom. I mean, I I raise the issue too. If the floods, I mean, uh, um, uh, Chris Ickes was telling us, the assembly was telling us that they had people on the sides of mountains get flooded. Um, So it's not about necessarily anybody in in a flood zone. I mean, these floods can happen anywhere now. Yes. So uh, so maybe it's just something we just do mm-hmm. for everything now you know and, and as and as everybody pointed out if you're going to tell a suburban community everybody can go up a story uh you, you, you there's, there's going to be some 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 screaming and yelling yeah yeah i i, I think look we have, you have to prioritize right and you have to triage mm-hmm. you know like in our community you know where it's going to flood and you know where it's first going to flood mm-hmm. so you know I, I would you know work on that first mm-hmm. and then work out from that mm-hmm. but uh you know, I, I was looking at the, I think it was the Times the other day, and Florida has the hottest uh, ocean that it's ever had yes. right now. You're right. And that, that is where uh, hurricanes are born. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, I'm, I'm worried about what's going to happen this year. Yeah, because, I mean, we're, we're, listen, hurricanes are just simply the heat energy uh, turning from heat into a wind speed. 
Um, yeah. yeah, so there you go. Um, yeah, Tom, 98 degrees water temperature. I mean, that's, that's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. I, take, I couldn't believe that was what they said. I've been in water that's like 59, I've, you know, I've 60, been in, I've, I, 70. I've maybe. been in jacuzzis that were cooler. <laughs> 98, and then 98 degrees. That's really scary. All right. And we're not yeah, even really into the hottest part of the summer. Yeah. Uh, uh, gentlemen, you want to, uh, um, uh, George or Chris, you want to weigh in here? Well, um, listen, I, I, I think that it's an interesting concept that you're looking at because, you know, obviously given your location to the sound and, and some of the areas that typically flood, I would be in favor of that in areas in my town that it would make sense in. Um, and again, I, you know, but I, it's, it's as we said earlier, it can't be one size fits all. Like we did our own, you know, the reason I, I had such an issue with the governor's plan on transit-oriented development was we, we spent a quarter of a million dollars to do our own seeker, you know, analysis and study before we implemented a TOD. And the governor's plan would have just come in and would have, you know, extended our TOD, you know, would have tripled the size of it without any analysis and would have over, overridden our zoning. So in places where you're doing things right, you know, that should yeah, be encouraged. You know, and so, so I, and I digress with that. But I think... It has to again. I just reiterate. It's got to be in all of the above, and yeah. and every community's got to do their part. Like I'll, I'll give you a case in point. You know, um, we did a big solar field that I was very proud of. You know, I proposed as a councilman. It was the first large scale solar field in the state. Um, you know, on a closed and capped landfill. It's still the largest solar installation in Rockland County, um, and we're doing. We're we're going to be putting solar. We just approved it on our. We redid our roof on town hall, so now we're in a position to do solar. So, you know, my plan is by the end of by the end of next year, Clarkstown will be the first town, um, first municipality of any municipality in the state that will actually produce um, all of its electricity from renewables, you know, for its government needs. And how much and, money does that save you, George? So, so what it's going to do is it's going to cap a, a, the most volatile portion of our um, of our you know budget, which is is you know energy because that's been going up you know double digits. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with some of these you know some of these increases that we've had, but it's it's hundreds of thousands of dollars a year ultimately that we're going to save, and eventually, when we pay off you know the financing on on some of these projects, uh, it'll be into the millions because these systems last longer. But like I said, if if it's like the old saying, you know, how do you eat an elephant? You eat it you know one bite at a time. So you have to, <laughs> you, have to, you, have to you have to take a look at some of these things and say, all right, you know, I'd like to get there. And, but how am I going to get there? I'm going to do it with little steps. All right. And so it's, and then when you look back after, in my case, after eight years, and you say, "Wow, look, look what we did." Well, you know, we got the solar field up and running. You know, we've done sixty million dollars worth of capital projects. We've we've done, you know, five major flood mitigation projects, and 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 we've changed our building and zoning code, mandating Energy Star, and and. Um, and and the ten percent net reduction in, in in runoff for all redevelopment, and that I have to believe, you know, that all of the all of the above approach is going to have it's going to it is already paying dividends, and I believe it'll pay dividends well into the future. But you can't stop, and and you have to, you know, frankly, more more people in government need to be doing more of that approach. And I think mm-hmm. I think the motivation is there, uh, and I'm encouraged, you know, Lou, whenever I come on your program. You know, when you bring folks on like Chris and Tom, you know, because there's, it's nice to hear that there's other leaders 
within government at all different levels that are that are kind of approaching these problems in the same mindset. Yeah, because um, as my feeling is that we're late. We're very late. Yes. We don't have time to. Uh, uh, make, can I? Oh, say, yeah. Can I say screw around on the radio? You can. Yes. I just did. I think yes. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So and prioritizing is so important. But you know, topography makes a big difference. Like Stony Point and Highland Falls are the beginnings of the Hudson Highlands. And so the topography there is, I would just probably suggest, it's very different than Clarkstown, too, for the most part. So, um, you well, know, you have different... Uh, well, 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 but no, Clarkstown has closed the mountain. We've yeah, got, you know, on, we've yeah. got uh, high, high tour. No, no, we, yeah. we've, got, we've got mountains got, and valleys, I mean, yeah. uh, with, 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 with it, within our town. Hence, we've got all the flooding and yeah, historically same kind in of problems, Nine, yeah. which are the, the, low, the lowlands as well. I mean, portions of New City, before we did the Cranford Drive project, We've had people that would have ten feet of water in their house in that yeah. in that portion of the town, which because it's coming off of, coming off a high tour mountain. Well, so, maybe it's different than the Marinick. Then I'm. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, these are all. The Marinick is not that way. But yeah. I covered these these floods up up, up there in, in in your town, uh, George. I remember from years yeah. ago. Uh, uh, you know, suddenly uh, somebody who's you know. There were there were there were sudden floods that appeared um, after the uh, construction of the Palisades uh, Mall. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. Uh, uh, right. that uh, yeah. the water didn't go where yeah, they no. thought it was going to go. No. Those no, no. I, I agreed. In, in my first in my first term as supervisor, we had boat rescues in the county seat in New City because yeah. of a flash flood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, very similar conditions that we had in a, in a cell. I mean, literally, you know, the, 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 you know, right down in downtown New City, mm-hmm. we had five feet of water on Main Street right by the courthouse. So it can happen anywhere at any point. But, you know, the point is you've got to be smart. You've got to target projects. And obviously, Mamaronek, you guys have got some real issues with, with low-lying areas mm-hmm. near the sound, and you're going to have to really do some stuff with that. Yeah. And you're going to have to be have creative. We have a and like the mayor, two, the mayor you know, rivers yeah. that, yeah. that uh, is on a drainage system for half of Westchester County. It's mm-hmm. drained from the Maronite. Wow. Yeah. So we wow. get uh, we get everybody's water, but you know but, they, but, they don't but, label. But, but, Lou, <laughs> Lou, speaking of being late, if if I don't get off this call, I'm going to be late, and my wife is going to kill me. So all uh, right. Well, we don't want to uh, lose you, George. Uh, all right. To take care. <laughs> Thanks th- for calling I, I, in. I want to thank you guys. And listen, the Mayor. Good luck, and, and Chris. Uh, uh, good luck with everything you're doing. You're doing a great job representing the people up north. And Lou, thank, thank you so you. much. I appreciate it. Take care, George. Uh, George Holman, supervisor of the uh, town of Clarkstown, which is uh, pretty sizable. It's got, what, uh, 80,000 people in it? I'm not sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, it includes Nyack and New City and all yeah. those places. And pretty, um, pretty uh, uh, environmentally-minded man. We always enjoy having on the show. We're still talking to uh, uh, Tom Murphy, the mayor of Mamaroneck, New York, and um, Chris Akis, the uh, assemblyman from the 99th District, which includes uh, all of Orange County and Stony Point, which got hammered, and Highland uh, Highland Falls, which got hammered, uh, and these last things. So here's here's one thing I want to bring up to you. Um, early warning systems. Um, now, with these intense rain events, um, do early warning systems make sense? And um, I thought maybe uh, I happen to know that I happen to know that um, uh, that we're thinking about it in Mamaroneck. So maybe Tom, you can tell us about it and, and get the assemblyman's reaction to that. Well, we, what we're doing is uh, we're going to be purchasing uh, cameras uh, that can give us a live feed of uh, certain choke points in the community uh, where the uh, where, where, where we know that uh, this is where the trouble starts. And when, like, there's a dam uh, up on the Mamaroneck River, and when it tops the dam, mm-hmm. uh, 
we know that there's going to be a flood, right? So mm-hmm. you know, we, we want to have a camera up there. Then we're going to have two more cameras on the rivers in residential areas. And in the residential areas, they're going to be equipped with uh, loudspeakers that will, A, sound an alarm, or, B, we could actually send messages out mm-hmm. to the community in real time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we're trying to... Uh, you know, not, uh, not only mitigate flooding by taking, uh, you know, capital improvement, but also making sure our residents are safe until then. Mm-hmm. Know, to, monitor, uh, monitor it. You know. Yeah, it's funny. I monitor saw... Give warnings and give the uh, first response. Yeah. Uh, Assemblyman, you think that's something that uh, that communities will be able to apply for funds for uh, in, the, uh, in the near future? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, I'm, I, I'm glad that Mamaronek is doing that. That certainly is important. But uh, if I can remind you that, uh, again, Highland Falls, 90% of their land is federal property. Mm. Ah, okay? Yeah. So you need oh, to get... Right, the uh, West Point. Yeah. So you need to get the same thing with Montgomery. You need to get uh, in, you know... Uh, cooperate with the federal government to do something like this and to communicate, you know, something like this in the appropriate amount of time. Mm-hmm. It's a great idea, but we need to look at the difficulties that would arise. I mean, I would certainly, mm-hmm. without a hesitation, uh, gladly cut off part of the budget for monies to any municipality that wants to put in early warning systems. I have nothing wrong with that. But we have to also consider that, you know, it's not just as easy as monitoring your own reservoirs and, and lakes and so on like that. All right, I, 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 gentlemen, uh, uh, we really appreciate question, uh, uh, How bad is, how bad West Point get hit? Bad. Oh, West Point and Highland Falls is the, got one of the worst. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, okay. that's where Assemblyman uh, uh, Ecus is representing. Okay, we're going to have to uh, uh, start wrapping it up here and and, and say goodbye to uh, um, uh, Tom Murphy, the mayor of Mamaroneck, and Chris Ecus, uh, Assemblyman from the 99th uh, District, and uh, George Holman, the uh, supervisor from Clarkstown, who was with us a little earlier. We're talking about uh, floods. It's the, the climate change is here. What are we going to do? Gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, and uh, we're going to uh, pick up news at the top of the hour. You're very welcome. Thank you. All right. Thank you. USA News, I'm John Schaefer. The scorching heat continues today throughout the southwest. In Phoenix, residents can look forward to a brutal 117-degree day. In Las Vegas, residents are being told they should stay indoors to avoid the intense heat that could see Sin City reach 116. At one of the world's hottest spots, Death Valley, California, can expect to hit a blazing 126 degrees. The Biden administration is defying the Supreme Court when it comes to student debt forgiveness. The U.S. Department of Education announced in a press released Friday that more than 804,000 Americans will be automatically forgiven over $39 billion in student loan debt in the next few weeks. The new debt forgiveness plan comes only weeks after the Supreme Court rejected President Biden's more expansive forgiveness plan, which was ruled as illegal under federal law. WRCR AM 1700. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy labeled a progressive plan to boycott the Israeli president's upcoming speech before Congress as anti-Semitic. New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Minnesota Representative Ilhan Omar announced their decision to skip the joint session due to Israel's treatment of Palestinians. Two IRS whistleblowers claiming the Justice Department slow-walked its investigation into Hunter Biden will publicly testify before Congress next week. IRS investigator Gary Shapley and a second unnamed individual 
individual will appear before the House Oversight Committee Wednesday. Shapley told lawmakers the president's son received preferential treatment in his tax and gun case and claimed DOJ officials refused to follow evidence that may have implicated President Biden. Hunter Biden last month reached a plea deal with prosecutors that would require guilty pleas on two misdemeanor tax charges. I'm Brian Shook. Nobody matched all six numbers in last night's Mega Millions drawing, so Tuesday's jackpot is $640 million. This is USA News. Want to get the absolute most out of your workouts? Transparent Labs offer the finest pre-workout formulas to help you bulk or get lean and achieve your goals with stimulus-free supplements developed for peak performance. Transparent Labs is the industry-leading all-natural sports nutrition brand. The 100% grass-fed whey protein isolate is the cleanest protein supplement on the market. It tastes great, mixes well, and it's sourced from grass-fed, hormone-free U.S. cattle. All of Transparent Labs supplements are formulated using the most up-to-date scientific research in clinically effective dosages. Right now, get 20% off your first order at TransparentLabs.com with code RADIO at checkout. Use a clean supplement to help maximize your results with 100% natural ingredients and zero artificial sweeteners, colors, or flavors. Third-party lab tested for purity and potency. Get 20% off your first order today from TransparentLabs.com, code RADIO. Transparent Labs, driven by science fueled by nature. Enter code RADIO at TransparentLabs.com. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is said to be in good condition after being rushed to a hospital on Saturday. Netanyahu's office says he's being treated at a hospital near Tel Aviv but did not provide any other details. An Israeli news outlet is reporting that the Prime Minister had fainted but he was fully conscious at the hospital. An appeals court is issuing a brief pause on a lower court's ruling limiting the Biden administration's communication with social media companies. The Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals on Friday issued an administrative stay that's in effect until further notice. A separate panel will later consider the DOJ's motion to issue a pause on the ruling as the administration's appeal plays out in court. A judge ruled earlier this month the administration likely violated the First Amendment by working with social media companies to suppress unfavorable views relating to the coronavirus pandemic, election security, and other issues. I'm Dave Collins. The Reverend Jesse Jackson is stepping down as head of the Rainbow Push Coalition. The civil rights leader and two-time presidential candidate is expected to announce his successor on Sunday. Jackson was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease in 2017. The first unseeded player in 60 years to reach the women's final at Wimbledon is this year's Wimbledon champion. Marketa Vondrasova posted a 6-4, 6-4 win over number six seed Anz Jabor. The 24-year-old Czech entered the tournament ranked 42nd in the world and is the lowest-ranked Wimbledon champion. I'm John Schaefer, USA News. The Dell Technologies Black Friday in July event has arrived with limited quantity deals on top tech to power any fashion. Save on select XPS PCs and more powered by the latest Intel Core processors. Plus, get savings on select monitors and accessories, free shipping, and monthly payment options with Dell Preferred Account. Save today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Offered to U.S. residents by WebBank, who determines qualifications for and terms of credit. Weather. 
Your forecast for today, we'll see a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 o'clock this morning. And then after that, a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 in the afternoon. It'll be partly sunny with a high near 86 degrees for tonight. Just a chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11. It'll be mostly cloudy with a low around 73. For tomorrow, showers and possibly a thunderstorm mainly before 2 p.m. Then showers and thunderstorms after that. Some of those storms could be producing heavy rain, the high near 83 for tomorrow. Tomorrow night, showers and thunderstorms likely mainly before 8 p.m. It'll be mostly cloudy with a low around 68. And your outlook for Monday, sunshine with a high near 89 degrees. And that's your forecast. I'm Jeff Lewis. Up to the minute weather information is always available on the WRCR website. Day or night, when you want the weather, check our website at WRCR.com. It's running. Time is short. Perhaps we can still rescue the future or maybe just live well while we can. These are tough times, folks. Welcome to Tough Times with Lou Young. Welcome back. I'm Lou Young, and as the song says, we're between a rock and a hard place. And I wish it weren't true, but I think it is. We can practically see the tipping point in the melting ice and the spiking temperatures and the sudden floods and the so severe weather. So I believe it's happening. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Young Will here. Hi, Will. Hi, Lou. Hi, Lou. Yeah, he calls me a doomer. Uh, Will Hennessy, what does that mean, doomer? Um, It's, you know, based off the term boomer, basically what it means is uh, you're just not very optimistic about the future, basically uh, pretty nihilistic. There you go. Well, he's young. He has uh, more motive for optimism (laughs) than I have. I'll be taking a dirt nap when the worst of it happens, and uh, Will will be what? Uh, What will you be, Will? A victim? A casualty? No, that's not it. No, you're going to be a witness. Well, you're going to be a witness, all right? And either way, what a soundtrack you'll have for what happens next. What music we made in these crucial decades. How will we, meaning my generation, be remembered? Perhaps in a song like the one played for an online concert to benefit Tennessee Riverkeeper a couple of years back. Just two guitars and the voice of a gifted songwriter. Listen. Hi, I'm Jackson Brown. And this is my friend Val McCallum. And we're happy to be here to sing for Tennessee Riverkeepers and all the water keepers and all the water protectors throughout the land who are working to protect the natural world, clean up our waterways for future generations. And uh, this is called Before the Deluge. Some of them were dreamers and Some of them were fools Who were making plans And thinking of the future And with the energy of the innocent They were gathering the tools They would need to make their journey Back to nature While the sand slipped through the opening And their hands reached for the golden ring 
With their hearts they turn to each other's hearts for refuge In the troubled years that came before the deluge Some of them knew pleasure Some of them knew pain And for some of them It was only the moment that mattered And on the brave and crazy wings of youth They went flying around in the rain And their feathers went so fine Change love's bright and fragile glow for the glitter and the rue. And in a moment they were swept before the deluge. Let the music keep our spirits high. Let the buildings keep our children dry. Let creation reveal its secrets by and by By and by When the light that's lost within us reaches the sky Our spirits high. 
the buildings keep our children dry Let creation reveal its secrets by and by By and by When the light that's lost within us reaches the sky Jackson Brown and Val McCallum recorded in 2021 before the deluge. I'm going to take you back to 1984, which was the height of the war on drugs, which was a a war that ultimately had no winners, but lots of victims. There was an incredible body count and a mythology and a set of stories that grew up about it, around it, that uh, became part of our uh, cultural conversation. We talked about smugglers, we talked about narcos, we Mm -hmm. talked about the cops who fight them, Mm -hmm. about the people who tried to cash in, were victimized by the lure of easy money, which we'll hear about in a moment. In this story, 1984, a song written by Glenn Fry and uh, Jack Tampasine, I believe that is. Mm-hmm. Smuggler's Blues.
Smuggler's Blues. Glenn Fry and Jack Tempchin wrote that song. It's the uh, third hit off of uh, Glenn's solo album called The All Nighter. And the song was used uh, as the title track for the 16th episode of the TV show Miami Vice. I believe Glenn Fry played a part in that, may have had a bit part uh, in the video for that song, um, which won an MTV award. Uh, he plays a smuggler and a girlfriend, and they're, they're talking in the car and all that. And that is you know, very much a part of that time. It, it hits you. It captures it. Um, it was all about you know, a lot of it cocaine smuggling and the um, world that surrounded that and the war that raged for decades and uh, stacked up a huge body count uh, in in TV, movies, entertainment, uh, the you know the, it was an epic battle that uh, eventually nobody won, mm-hmm. and a lot of people were victimized by. Mm-hmm. But that's that. So there's one song there, and it brings me to another song that uh, hits the same emotional place. 1989. That's five years after that song was written. Uh, Robert Earl Keane, the legendary mm-hmm. outlaw country um, singer songwriter off his um, album called The Highwayman, wrote a song called The Road Goes On Forever. Mm-hmm. That's terrific. It's a terrific recording. Look it up if you like. But the one that really lives with me is um, Joe Ely, uh, who I believe was a member of The Highwayman, and he covered it in uh, 1993 in his uh, album Love and Danger. And essentially, think of this. It's Romeo and Juliet meeting in the South during the height of the drug war. This is The Road Goes On Forever. Mm. Sherry was a waitress at the only joint in town. She had a reputation as a girl who'd been around. Down Main Street after midnight, a brand new pack of six, a fresh one hanging from her lips, a beer between her legs. She'd ride down to the river and meet with all her friends. The road goes on forever, and the party never ends. Sonny was a loner, older than the rest. He was going in the Navy, but he couldn't pass the test. So he hung around town, sold a little pot, the law called Windows Sunny. One day he got caught, but he was back in business when they set him free again. The road goes on forever, and the party never ends. Sonny's playing eight ball at the joint where Sherry works. When some drunken out-of-towner put his hand up Sherry's skirt. Sonny took his pool cue, laid the drunk out on the floor, stuffed a dollar in her tip jar, and walked on out the door. She's running right behind him, reaching for his hand. The road goes on forever, and the party never ends. They jumped into his pickup, Sonny jammed her down in gear. Sonny looked at Sherry, said, let's get on out of here. Stars were high above, moon was in 
sun was setting on When they reached Miami Beach They got a motel by the water And a quarter Bombay gin The road goes on forever And the party never ends They soon ran out of money Sonny knew a man Who knew some Cuban refugees That dealt in contraband Sonny met the Cubans In a house just off the roof With a briefcase full of money And a pistol in his boot The cards were on the table When the law came busting in The road goes on forever The party never ends He broke the bathroom window and climbed on out the back. Sherry drove the pickle through the alley on the side where a lawman tackled Sonny and was reading him his rights. She stepped out in the alley with a single shot for store. Sherry buys a paper and a cold six-pack of beer. The headlines read that Sonny is going to the chair. She pulls back on the main street in her new Mercedes Benz. The road goes on forever, but the party never ends. Joe Ely, um, just uh, I love that song, and that that uh, that story. You know, Sonny at least was in love <laughs> and paid with his life uh, in a time of conflict during a war with no winners and a million stories. I want you to go back with Everclear now, and uh, let's revisit uh, AM radio from some previous decades. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. So 
you could hear it on the AM Disco <laughs> Everclear from 2000 AM radio, and we are defending it. Radio is the soul of broadcasting. Uh, let's continue on that theme. Um, you know, there was, and people have been writing it off forever. Forever. Um, they thought, uh, they thought uh, music and radio would uh, be um, devoured by uh, music videos. There was, there was that in, 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 the, uh, in the 90s and early 2000s. Video Killed the Radio Star, was That's, it? That was the, that was, video Killed the Radio Star was the first song played on MTV, huh. which no longer plays <laughs> music videos, which is so mm-hmm. bizarre. And uh, in any event, this song here, this next one, um, really gets it to me. Makes me gives me goosebumps. Here's Queen.
Radio Gaga. Revere for the thing that has uh, shaped so many of our lives, got us involved in music, uh, talk radio, um, communications, uh, way back to the uh, War of the Worlds and Orson wells back in the uh, 30s uh, with the frightening everybody with a, a fantasy about an alien invasion you know we worry about the future but why do we pine for the past so it's because you know we didn't appreciate it when it was happening we took it for granted or at least we took for granted the things that were most worth cherishing lessons always right there in front of us the time is now these are better days here's the boss
a paradox for you. How can these be better days and still tough times? <laughs> yeah. How can they? Well, you know, this is WRCR, WRCR.com, Tough Times with Lou Young. I want you to think about that. How can they be better days and tough times? But they are. So now, back further still, some movie music, shall we? Two tunes, so different, all right? But somehow, essentially the same. Listen. In the late 1940s, novelist Graham Greene wrote a screenplay called The Third Man. And they shot it in Vienna, which is where the movie's set, immediately after World War II, which is when the movie was shot. And they needed music, and they found music from a street musician that they heard, they encountered, when uh, scoping out the shots and the scenes. Mm -hmm. This is a piece of music that has become iconic, and uh, we are about to marry it to another piece of music that uh, is related to it in some way. I guess that's really not proper. We shouldn't do that, but <laughs> marrying a related piece of music. But that's what we're doing here. Um, I, um, I bring you the theme from The Third Man.
Third Man theme, Anton Karras, who was playing that on a street in Vienna when the movie makers decided to make it the Third Man theme. And, you know, I always think about standing in a, uh, in a darkened hallway along a cobblestone street, moist from the passing rain, fog perhaps in the air, collar turned against the chill, and moving into my next appointment when I hear that. It's, it's, a, uh, it's an intriguing piece of music. Um, and uh, it is married to another famous piece of music. I'm marrying it down to that because um, I, they arrive at the same emotional place. And, uh, you know, one late 40s, other one early 60s, both unforgettable music. Listen. John Barry Orchestra, the James Bond theme, certainly <laughs> jazzier and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, more penetrating than uh, uh, Anton Karras's uh, zither from the Third Man, but uh, somehow the same thing to me. 
and uh, I hereby declare those two songs married. <laughs> this is WRCR AM 1700, WRCR.com. And you know, it's not the first time uh, anybody's made that connection. We're not the first people to do that. So I don't want to think that, I, you know, I'm... Make it, I mean, but I, I made the connection myself, and a friend of mine said, you know, other people have said the same thing, because I think it's obvious. It's right there. It's obvious. It's right there. Right, George? Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah George is sitting here. You can take it all this in, you know? So, um, you know, the music that you were talking about here reflects our culture and our times, and, you know, us being here on the cusp of a, of a global inflection point, the Doomer believes, will, right? Yeah. Right, so uh, climate change-driven severe weather that we've experienced, uh, intense rainfall in places. Uh, anybody can be flooded at any time. Uh, we are compelled to look back and examine the record we leave behind. And to me, that record is largely uh, in music. So, um, you know, let me know if you if you like, you know, hearing this stuff. I mean, I don't want to just, uh, you know, indulge myself, but, uh, you know. The self-indulgent, you know, that's, uh, uh, so uh, let us, let us know, and uh, let's, uh, you know, approach the top of the hour here with uh, remembering uh, what we're about here, which uh, the the tough times we're talking about are about uh, um, the changes that, uh, that we're bringing about. I I saw recently that uh, scientists now believe we may very well have begun to enter a new age, the anthropomocene, yeah, meaning an epoch of, of, uh, of uh, geological history that, uh, where everything is directed by the activity of man. Mm. Now, they won't know for you know, many, many years uh, if it in fact has begun, and if it has begun, uh, you know, we may not even be here for the official naming. You know, so <laughs> so the, the planet's fine. You may not even realize it. <laughs> <laughs> the planet's fine. We are not. Uh, let's bring. Let's reset here uh, uh, and 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 uh, bring back the words that sparked a lot of our our renewed interest or renewed realization of of what was coming. Uh, young Greta Thunberg uh, uh, telling us, uh, you know, all that's chatting you're doing about. What we need to hear. Yeah, it's all blah, blah, blah. Listen. This is not about some expensive, politically correct green act of bunny hugging or blah, blah, blah. Build back better, blah, blah, blah. Green economy, blah, blah, blah. Net zero by 2050, blah, blah, blah. Net zero by 2050, blah, 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 net zero, blah, 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 climate neutral, blah, blah, blah. This is all we hear from our so-called leaders. Words, words that sound great, but so far has led to no action. Our hopes and dreams drown in their empty words and promises. Of course, we need constructive dialogue, but they've now had 30 years of blah, 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 and where has that led us? But, of course, we can still turn this around. It is entirely possible. It will take drastic annual emission cuts, unlike anything the world has ever seen. And as we don't have the technological solutions that alone can deliver anything close to that, 
That means we will have to change. We can no longer let the people in power decide what is politically possible or not. We can no longer let the people in power decide what hope is. Hope is not passive. Hope is not blah, blah, blah. Hope is telling the truth. Hope is taking action. And hope always comes from the people. Greta Thunberg. And uh, such wise words from such a young woman. She's, uh, she's older now and mm-hmm. uh, is, uh, is uh, helping lead us uh, in this uh, fight to uh, save ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, will we listen? You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. But uh, that's why I'm a, uh, what is it again? Doomer. Doomer. He's a doomer because, uh, I, you know, I think a lot of this is too late. But maybe not. And it's not for us. Remember that. It's not for us. It's for our children's mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for us to say, I'm going to go back to watching TV and doing whatever I want to do, and I, uh, I can just turn up the AC and, and live through it, yeah, that might be right. You know, you might be right. But at some point, somebody's going to say, why didn't they care? What did you do? What'd you do? What'd you do? It's like the argument we had about uh, the um, argument, discussion we had with some of the folks about the nuclear waste over at Indian Point. And they said, well, you should just leave it there because, you know, we made it and we should keep it. And I said, yes, but it's, it's nuclear waste that will be radioactive forever. And there's a, a fault line there. And eventually the fault line will, will produce an earthquake. Maybe not in any time when we can me- measure. But at some point, there's, something's going to happen. And somebody, if there are still people around, are going to say, why in the world would they leave that there? What were they thinking? And uh, truth is, you know, they weren't. They were thinking about themselves. You know, and we can't, uh, we can't behave like that and uh, continue to, uh, I think, feel good about ourselves. And so many environmental issues are about the future, and you don't necessarily think you're going to see the benefit of it yourself. I mean, a lot, a lot of things, because sometimes they're long-term. And uh, you're working towards a future, you know, for, like you say, the next generation or two, you know, that it's not a personal benefit directly, necessarily. Uh, yeah, and what she says there is um, we have to change, that, that, yeah. that it's not going to, we're not going to um, invent our way out of this. No. We're not going to um, come up with an automatic blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, clean energy solution that's going to uh, allow us to continue to do whatever we want to do mm-hmm. and, 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 uh, and, not not have any you know repercussions it's like when um we stopped flying around during covid and uh, we changed that that it, i mean it's not necessary to zip around for everyone on everyone we know to zip around i mean it used to be a big deal when somebody would would circumnavigate the globe mm-hmm. and here it is i've done it mm-hmm. i've done it by accident I've done it by accident by flying to the other side of the planet, and then the, the planes come back, you know, all that. And I said, I just cir- circled the planet. I mean, and, and I didn't need to. I only needed to go to Singapore. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's just... Um, uh, it's, it's required that, you, that, you, that we all feel like we're in it together. And that's a feeling that I think is so important, that we're all looking at it as we're in this together. It's not your problem or my problem, but collective efforts and I don't see enough of that today but I'd like to see more of it and earlier in these programs we've had uh, discussions with people from both 
uh, political parties. Uh, and uh, a lot of times, the people who understand this, you can't tell what political party they're in if they understand it. Right. It's not a, politi- it's it's not not a, a partisan, partisan issue. Anyway, I hear the band cranking up, yeah. and uh, thanks again. I want you all to uh, take care of yourselves. Um, watch out for yourselves, the planet. Be safe, and we'll see you next week on Tough Times with Lou Young. Take care. <laughs>